You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. You can all go fuck yourselves. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Fucking thing sucks! Yeah. Hello, everybody. How's... God. You know, right now... It's, uh, what, fall allergy season? It, it's, f- I'm just dying here. Dying! Ugh. Hey, Joey! Yeah? You sound like shit. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> how, how you doing, Joey? How you doing? I'm how not you, doing it, so good. You're, you're, I, you're I, doing I ain't, so good. I ain't so good either, man. <laughs> I skipped lunch today. It's like, oh, and today was Welcome the worst e- day for me to skip lunch because I feel like shit. Well, yeah. Welcome everyone to Movie Sucktastic. This is episode number eighty-seven. Lucky number eighty-seven. You didn't know what it was. I, yes, I did. You didn't. And this episode, we're reviewing um, haywire, haywire and rubber. Uh, rubber and anything else that happens to jump into our minds. Yes. Yep, yep. Yes. And there will be no changing of widescreen of uh, camera size on my camera. I am I am uh, recording now through the new monolith that's sitting upon my desk. Yes, very nice. The Wilson Compound Attic, and we are smooth sailing. No technical difficulties from my end. Sorry about that. Uh, what do you want from me? I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say any. All I'm saying is that there will be no. It's not like I got a phone call literally seconds after I hit the record button. All I'm saying is there there will be no technical difficulties from my end tonight. And I I apologize in advance when you hear a lot of, you know, through this episode. I'm sorry about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I suffer for you. I was this Stop. close to, to canceling tonight. I really was. Stop! Stop apologizing and move on, sir. What are we doing? Okay. Well, I've got the film rubber in the background. I don't know if we want to start there and move our way on the haywire. It's up to you. Well, I. Well, first I have an announcement to make. Okay. Uh, your 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 lovely co-host Scott uh, Wilson, aka S. Michael Wilson, uh, now has an IMDb uh, film credit. Film credit or credit? Yeah. I haven't even looked well, at have, it yet. I have several, but uh, somebody had one posted, and I just kind of wrote on it and started adding some more. So I am now on IMDb. If you want to go and uh, check me out, 
I will. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm doing it right now. Actually, I'm that's for S. My, Michael uh, Wilson. Uh, Scott Wilson. There's too many Scott Wilsons, so I go by my pretentious first initial, S. Michael Wilson. And initially, I, I made some updates to it today, and they didn't take because IMDb is slow as shit when it comes to actually updating stuff. But uh, I there's a Michael did, S. Wilson out there. Yeah, he's 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 all messed up. But uh, I I in the past when I was on the show Zombie Etiquette, if anybody who caught that episode remembers, I was interviewed on the show. It's a broadcast out of out of New Jersey, Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, a variety show hosted by zombies. I was interviewed on the show, but they also asked me to help co-write the episode because they were a little uh, short on time. So uh, on a whim, I was checking out IMDb today, and it came across Zombie Etiquette again. And sure enough, I've got a screenwriting credit on the Zombie Etiquette. So that's awesome. Well, yeah. I, so I, I jumped on cool. that. Now I also see you have an actor credit for a short film called The Whore That Wouldn't Die. Yes, is, I was Dr. Jerry to see that. Gentile. <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's Gentile. Uh, Gentile? Jerry Gentile. Yeah. I was surprised to see that too because I have don't remember starring in that film. So I, I did notify in my edits that that film should be taken off of my credits. Uh, not that I'm ashamed of it, but I don't want to take somebody else's thunder. Sure. You know, start on that. <laughs> and as soon as they update it, you'll see my um, the uh, uh, production assistant credits I got in the Miss America pageant and the presidential gala at the Ford Theater. So those will be up there as well. Once everything gets rolling, I have to, I have to read the storyline for this. A whore, Candy Asmunchen, becomes infected with a strange virus which makes her crave human flesh. Her lover, Rainier, fights to save their relationship, but the evil Doctor Fabian has other plans for Candy. Only divine intervention can save this dirty whore. <laughs> Maybe I did star in this. I don't know. Maybe you did. Dirty whores. It's an eight-minute short. What was hmm. the... Wait, what was the IMDb rating? 8.3 from 20 users, a.k.a. their friends. Hmm. Sorry to say. It was part of one of those 48-hour uh, contests where you have to film an entire film in 48 hours. Um, it was, it's only eight minutes. Yeah. Well, you mean, you mean a short like, film? It, it's still a film. Okay, you said entire film. I think entire film. I'm thinking, you know, 75 entire minutes Entire means plus. it's complete. It's beginning to end. Entire okay. means complete. All right, all right. It didn't yeah. say feature length. Don't start with me. Right. I'm just looking here. I don't recognize any of the names involved with it in case, I, you know, for all I know, you know, I was involved in it and didn't even know, but I don't recognize anybody here, so I don't think it's me. I don't have any tissues. I'm going to have to use my shirt. the hell? I yeah, I, I do not remember starring in this film. I'll, I'll have to double check that. I don't want to be incorrect. You know, I don't want to... Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't recognize anybody here. Drew Brown. No, I don't know Drew. Okay. Anyway, I, I'm on IMDb now. Please uh, swing by and uh, gaze at my glory. I'll have pictures and biography and everything up by next week. Okay, good. So that's 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 what that's my big announcement for me. I'm on IMDb. Ha! Fantastic. Awesome. Oh yeah. Oh god. So what else is going on, sir? Oh, I don't know. Oh great, my wife's logged into my Facebook account because she was obviously <laughs> down here. 
I have to log out and then log back in. I hate that. Oh. See, my son, he loves to come down here with me because I have the I have a dual monitor set up. So he watches, you know, stuff that puts me to sleep on the one monitor and I get shit done on the other monitor. And mm -hmm. uh, she came down here with him because he asked. First thing he does when I come home is he tries to take off my shoes so that he knows, like, daddy's shoes comes off, daddy relaxes. Is it bring your slippers and newspaper, too? Yeah. <laughs> let's let's go downstairs, daddy. Watch. He actually, you'll say, watch Pewter Thomas. Watch Pewter Thomas cars. It's like, all right, let's go. You're, you're lucky you're cute. Let's go. You're lucky <sighs> you're cute, sir. Oh, thanks. So you, you want to uh, go with rubber first? Sure. All right. Sure. I watched not. I'm pretty sure I saw that last year, but I remember it. I'm up. I'm up to that. It's a film you don't forget very often. Rubber. Yeah. Yeah. Rubber it's wall, it's it it is one of those we're films. About. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm, <laughs> whatever. Get get with it. Get with it. Come on. Suck it up. Let's go. I'm sucking up nothing but mucus right now. So. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. You're right. You know. Just the way the film starts, it it sucks you in. It's the premise. The premise is just so weird. Mm -hmm. It's just so weird, and you can't help but but watch it. Uh, the film starts out with this tire just laying in the dirt, and just you know, ever so slightly, you know, making itself free, and like a newborn, it can't it can't walk. It can't crawl, but it it figures that stuff out, you know, almost like a, a probably a bad example, but like a newborn deer, like right out of the womb, it has to figure out how to walk. Right. You know, and that's so exactly probably, what this tire did. It probably was on a car at one point, but it wasn't walking for itself or rolling, I should say, rolling for itself. So, um, I'm so, probably going into it a little too deep, but uh, possibly. Possibly. But, uh, but no, it is but a movie about up, a tire, right? And <laughs> as you say, the opening of the film, uh, we follow the the rub the tire through its opening uh, metamorphosis or its uh, transition, its journey, its journey, its, its transformation into a uh, you know its growth pattern, you know, its learning and everything. And while this is happening, right. there's a group of uh, spectators on a hill watching. Yeah, they, they, the accountant he has probably twenty binoculars walking with like 20 binoculars and ha goes over to this this little hill where they're all watching and he hands them all the binoculars then uh, a cop drives up in a car but hits a hit a, hits a chair every i don't know maybe 10 feet there's a bunch of them set up and the whole point of, of it is the car has to hit each one and i guess in doing that he explains that you know what purpose or is anything you know this movie's about a tire going mm -hmm. around killing people yes the, it makes no sense but what makes sense uh so and that's how they set up the scene with with this car hitting every damn chair in its way um so but it, it's it's very it's an interesting idea who who knew that you could be entertained by a film about a tire rolling around for 90 minutes killing people but mm -hmm. they managed to pull it off 
Yes and no. I mean, it's not per- it, in no way perfect, obviously. But they do yeah. pull it off. And I don't know it, if I'm crazy about the ending, but Well, that's how they don't that's how they don't pull it off. I think it's Yeah. It, you know what it is? The, the whole opening with that monologue about what movies are. Yeah. Where you think you're to the, it's ta- the, 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 that they're talking to the, you, the audience, and then you find out, oh, he's talking to a different audience. Right. Uh, the, the film is, is really, it, it's, it's, it's a film snob movie. This is one of those films you go to yeah. see. Uh, you go to see at the Angelica in New York, and everybody nods, you know, sits around nodding. Oh, yeah, it's right now. And I've been one of those people. I went to film school in uh, New York for a year or two. And, and uh, you know, good choice. <laughs> and I've been I've been one of those people, and, and and you and I are both in some ways one of those people. We'll sit around and talk about some films, the imagery and stuff. But this is one of those films created by like a film buff about films, and right. it's so this this is somebody who took a lot of classes on Fassbender and you know German expressionism, and they're so deep in. This is the kind of person that like watches um uh, uh um Shinandulu, the uh, the film of the eye. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That 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 kind of wacky shit, and and like and and then just can't stop raving about it instead of saying, oh, that was kind of weird, and then like move on. It's one of those films. It's 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 somebody who's too smart for their own good, and the film purposely tries to turn people off at the same time it tries to amuse. In my opinion, my opinion, obviously. Well, so, I, I I agree with that to to some extent, but I think it, in order to get get ahead in this business, maybe you don't have to make a film exactly like this, but you got to make a film that gets people's attention. And a fucking tire running around town killing people, as stupid as the idea may sound, mm-hmm. it's it's enough to possibly get you your next job, especially it, if it's it, not total shit. The trailer was awesome, and it got my attention, and I saw it, and I, right. I enjoyed the film to an extent, but right. you can tell when you hit a point in the film. This is one of those movies where the the the, the director, writer, whoever, uh, they want you yeah. Quentin, to say, oh, uh, this is... The hell is they name? want Quentin you to say Derelou. this. Is, his Quint- oh, there you go. Quentin Dupuy. 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 Writer slash director. Yeah, Dup- and he's, he's probably Dupuy. He's done a lot recently. Um, <laughs> and I'm not knock- I'm, I'm not knocking artsy filmmakers. I'm not knocking small independent filmmakers, and I'm not marking filmmakers who don't make films that are for the masses. But right. you just watch this film, and you really get the point idea. This is the kind of guy who act. This is the kind of filmmaker who likes when people say they don't like it because then they don't get it. Well, every yeah. person that says I mean, this film sucks or this film was stupid or slow, or whatever. Every person that says that like makes him better, makes him smarter. I think just about yeah. every filmmaker would. Agree would agree with what you just said they don't no. They, they they no well no I, well to an extent i think a, a lot of filmmakers when they hear you know i didn't like it well you didn't get it i think a lot of filmmakers are, are feel that way i think a lot of filmmakers think who gives a shit i you know like M- michael bay everybody trashes michael bay films you think he gives a shit it was like well, no I, all right a lot of people did too because obviously it made millions of dollars uh well, yeah. what, what i'm saying what i'm saying this is that kind of artsy thing when once you get into like the artsy area and I don't want to say poser because it's it's a decently made film. It's a, it's I, again I enjoyed it. I thought the ending was a cop out, and it's one of those films too where it hits a point where where okay the film's not making sense now. And we don't know how to end it, so let's have the person in the film uh, actually bring this up and criticize it. Yeah, like interact. That, that way, sure. 
that way we're making fun of ourselves. Yeah, but it still means your film. You know, it still means your story sucks. Well, it also means that that scene, they didn't know how to. I, it just almost felt like they didn't know how to do the scene. So I'm agreeing with you where they said, well, why don't we have the one character criticize it? That way, but while people are watching it, right, they they can agree with it. They say, oh yeah, but, why don't they just do this? Right, but but my point is the um. It's not like they were filming linearly and they had a point and said, oh, gee, what do we do now? This concept was folded into a script that, that this guy worked on for a long time. And right. since he's the director, was considering how to film ahead of time to begin with. And, yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, budget constraints involved. When you're a writer-director and doing a low-budget film uh, coming from someone who knows, you definitely take into consideration while you're writing your film and while you're planning it because you know you have no money to film to begin with. So you got to make sure that all your – concepts are filmable and i just really just can't shake the feeling through the film that it's just i get that that kind of poser artist vibe off of it or as you might call it hipster yeah i would definitely I don't, call it hipster which i don't like the phrase but I'll i use know it you don't you. like the phrase but i i think it, a lot of people don't like the phrase because it can be I, used inaccurately sometimes I th- when I, I use it, used- when I use it, it's accurate. <laughs> I, th- I think everybody, I think everyone that uses the term hipster always tries to use it for someone they think uh, that uh, that they think isn't cool, but they think that person thinks they're cool. And I think a lot of the times it's self-defensive, where it's it's you know it's it's like that thing. Oh, everyone likes him. Well, no, he's just faking it. I'm not saying jealousy, whatever. I think it's a cliched, overused phrase. But in this case, it almost applies because it's not this this person. I'm not saying this person doesn't know what they're doing. I'm not saying Quentin is a bad filmmaker, but right. I don't think it's the film is true to itself, and I think it's too self. When 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 a film be, when the film gets this self aware, and this self um, expository, if that's right. the correct term for it, it it really it's it's the film is less about the audience and more about the film. Yeah, because what what's the number one what's the number one purpose of any film? Well, I mean to to, to entertain. To, well, yeah, to get your audience involved. Right. Well, or, exactly. Or entertain. It, that's yeah. That's a better example. Now, now if people like this also think of film as art, as I occasionally do too. Now, film uh, entertainment and art are not mutually exclusive, but no, maybe they should be. Because when you get stuff like this, where it's supposed to be art, and obviously it's tongue-in-cheek dark humor too, but there's still an artistic angle to it, art becomes the excuse to do stuff that's not, um, does not help the entertainment angle. And when you use art as an excuse not to be entertaining, then you're just not making a, a movie anymore. You're just you're you're playing with with a uh, motion media. Right. Okay, I agree with that. It's, I struggle with stuff like this because, again, I, I loved this film for the first half hour, 45 minutes. I was digging it. Even I agree. The, even, I, I, I really the, agree with that. Even I didn't even I didn't like the cheesy thing with the whole with the audience. I didn't like it, but I, I dug it and I rolled with it. I would right. have loved this film if it was just a straight film about the tire. That's what I signed in for. That's what I when I, when I got this film, I was in for the movie about a tire. Right. And I almost. I, I honestly I felt cheated because the actually, opening pretty much, the opening I, pretty much says we're, I'm fucking with you, right? 
you, you know, you're an audience. I'm talking shit to you. Uh, you're stupid. Blah blah blah. It, it's it's again, it's the artist transcending the audience, but at the same time uh, chastising them yet trying to appease them. And I don't care for that. It bothers me. So, I actually did think this was like. You, like Me you too. Said, you were you were looking for a film about attire. I actually, did you know that it was something else, or you no. started it thinking it was just about attire? All, all I knew is I re- I saw the trailer. I don't like reading much in the films anymore because it ruins stuff. I saw the trailer. Right. I was like, wow, a film about a killer tire. And then I rented the movie, and I was like, okay, here we are. And then this, this bullshit opening with the audience and stuff comes in. I was like, what the fuck's this? And I was hoping it would just that was just going to be a, an opening, and then it was like a bookend the film. But instead, right. it became it became the movie, and that's where I mean, I honestly, and I think they could have, and you can say, well, yeah, but you can't do a film about a killer tire, bullshit, and that's where Quentin dropped the ball. He could have done a film about a killer tire, and done it well because he yeah. he had the he had the first half of it down set. Yeah, but we wouldn't have got to see Wings Hauser. <laughs> Why not? They could have written when was, them in. When, when was the last time you saw Wings Hauser act in anything? Oh, Wings Hauser's the man. No, I'm just that's what I'm saying. I love Wings Hauser. Yeah. You know? And the whole thing and, with the uh, cop. Yeah. That that was I just again, it, it, it's too self-conscious, too drawing humor from the idea that uh oh the 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 movie self-aware now. Yeah, yeah, I saw Moonlighting. Whatever you know, <laughs> how about you? You you know you're 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 a tough guy. You're a tough guy filmmaker. Do a movie about a fucking tire that kills people. Don't don't give me some half-assed. Oh gee, you know the the, the, the let's break the fourth wall, or, or did we? You know, fuck you. See, I'm hating. The more I talk about the film now, the more I don't like it. Oh come on, I think I, 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 I think you're you got to take take it for what's good, and you have to take for its faults. And there's a I, lot of things out there that are way worse than this. The film's got a, a disdain for its audience that I don't care for, and I th- and I, and also and I think it, it's a, I think the film's a cop out because the concept of the tire uh, it, it may sound bizarre, but I'm telling you the concept of a killer tire would have made a good film by and itself. Like I, I I really did it, think that's all I was going to watch was a tire rolling around everywhere killing people. Why As a matter of fact, and, I had I had talked to somebody that recommended the film to me, and that that's that's all they talked about was the tire going around killing people. They didn't mention anything about uh, the you know the audience participation, uh, or I should say watching it from afar, the cop, anything. They just hey, there's I saw this film about a tire killing people. You should see it. Really, it's just a tire killing people. It's a tire killing people. So. I had no idea that there were as anything but a tire killing people. So, did you see that? I did see that, but Mother let's see. But sure. let's see if it screws your audio. Oh, I don't think it is, but it's still. Some of <laughs> For those good old, not watching, good old, my, good old Skype. My my live stream webcam just went widescreen. As long as it doesn't fuck with your audio like it used to, who gives well, a shit? Because, yeah, I, I agree with you there, but there's still no reason for it. <laughs> and everyone that's not watching live or the video, um, we, we apologize for how boring this is. I, I, I don't apologize. It's not boring. I'm, I'm over it already. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, and maybe that's what it takes. If, if you're not into like the whole film thing and you don't really take offense to the, or, or dig 
this whole the whole concept of uh, breaking the fourth wall and talk about the audience and talk about the right. film within the film, then all you're all you're walking away with is to kill or tire. But I, the, it's it's a half. I think it's a half-assed attempt at a movie. Uh, honestly, guy could have done a straight art film, straight okay. artsy poetic film, and instead, when you write people into your film talking about your film, just fucking stop. <laughs> That's like any any film that that uh, starts off. I was in a screenplay contest. Uh, no, no, I was I was selling one of my screenplays. This guy, um, they they were looking to do a small, low budget film. Okay. And they, they were contacting two or three different people, and I was one of them. And I happened to get a hold of the screenplay that they chose over mine, and I've never seen it produced, so I'm glad they didn't take my script because I guess nothing happened with this whole project. It was just a little I, – I think it was like somebody that had money that decided they want to be a filmmaker. Um, oh. But I got, a ha- I got a copy of the script that they chose over mine, and I, you know, I wasn't trying to – say it was better or worse totally different type of film mine was a teen body swap comedy theirs was a a, a comedy action a gangster kind of thing okay. but it starts off with the characters in the film talking about like pulp fiction really talk talking about you know other other films that they're trying to emulate pointing out that this film is going to try to emulate them in a humorous way and and that pissed me off to no end because it's so amateur. That's great when you're, you know, in you're writing your first screenplays out of high school, like I did. I did that. I did the exact same thing. Right. But when, again, if if you're if you have to bring the audience's attention to your your genre or to what you're doing and try to separate what you're doing from somebody else by mentioning it in your film or even just bring it up, it, anything like that, all you're doing is saying I'm too stupid as a writer. To convey anything through through dialogue and st- story structure and setting and innuendo and metaphor and symbolism, I just have to tell you. Hmm. And that's how that's what, that's what I walk away with with this film. And and that script had actually won the contest. That was the one that won. Well, it wasn't a contest. I got mixed up with something else. That was it was a person that was looking to buy a screenplay, and he was. Choosing between the two or they, three others, they passed and they chose. And... They passed. They passed up mine. You know what? You know why they passed up mine? This is the funniest part. This is why I, I was kind of glad. They, it was a body teen body swap comedy, and you've read body swap comedies. I, I mean, you, you've seen. Life. I'm sorry, but you've seen body swap comedies. Everybody's seen like yeah, vice they make versa. them about every two, three, three, four years. I, I, it's it's like cyclical. Every five years, yeah. they come out with a body swap. That's why I wrote one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it, it's always going to be in the vogue. Every five years, it comes up, and the only thing that uh, in mine, instead of having the actors playing each other, right. I chose the route of um, Quantum Leap, where you have the characters, uh, you see them as they are, but everybody else sees them differently. So, like in the Quantum Leap, where Sam would be in a dress, right? right. I had the, the two teenagers who are a boy and a girl swapped, so they're you know, so they're pretending to be each other. But they're in their own clothing, they're their own person, and I and I had I spent three forty-five to one-hour conversations with this guy on the phone in the course of a week, trying to explain it to him. <laughs> I even purchased a copy of the Quantum Leap episode where Sam's in drag and mailed it to him. I said, "Just watch this. This will show you what the con could not could not comprehend the concept." <laughs> That, that do, you, do you think it was just a ruse to, as an no. excuse to say I don't get it? I'm not gonna. I'm just not. I'm gonna pass on your script. No, no, because he's playing why would he dumb. Do that? No, no, he wasn't playing dumb. He was fucking stupid. 
Uh, that's 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 why when he passed me up for that screenplay, you know, I see that. And again, I've kept an eye out. I've never seen it pr- produced. So thank God because I read it and it wasn't that good. <laughs> uh, but, but but that's neither here nor there. Again, but so that I I, I have that kind of um, this is why I don't like Hollywood films that are very uh, uh, oh look at Hollywood, aren't we wacky? I don't care for that shit. It really just it's it's self involved uh, and too self aware, right. and it, it distracts from what it should be just a filming experience, a film going experience. That's me. Okay. I, I, I didn't think I had that much to say about this, but I, the more I, I thought about you know movie, what I, I well I'm surprised that we talked this long about it. Like you said, I, uh, I, the more I <laughs> the, the more I think about it, the more this film annoys me now, and I, and I liked it. I I did like it. That's the thing. I I did yeah. love it, but I did like it. Now, and you know what? We, it, all, all I'm gonna say is if he had done a straight uh, killer tire movie. Maybe it wouldn't and wouldn't have ended up with a straight ripoff of the Herbie films. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, now, oh, I'm I'm not the only person who saw Herbie rides again. Okay, that's that's nice to know. But what the fuck? Come on, really? <laughs> rip off, you know, rip off something else. Well, I mean, it's it's a it's a very low budget. No. Although I I will say they did have. They did have some of a budget to do some of the head explosions, which, you know, back in the day was... That's you know, cheaper than you think. It's cheaper than I think? That's cheaper than you think. I, it's money involved, but not, not as much as you might think. Look, look how low budget, uh, like, scanners and shit. Well, scanners maybe not, but I mean, I, I mean, George Romero, was he wasn't really demanding big budgets when he made Dawn of the Dead, and they were doing head explosions back then with fucking uh, blood-filled condoms and shotguns. So... Let's see. What's the budget on this? Five hundred thousand. Not bad. Not bad, considering the minority no. was well uh, yeah. three hundred. This was three hundred thousand dollars more than the minority, <laughs> and the minority didn't have any special effects in it. Uh, made a hundred thousand dollars though. Or how, again, Angelica. On five screens. Yeah. Yeah, I, Angelica. I guarantee, guarantee the Angelica was packed with people nodding their heads. Yeah, mm, fastbender. I get you. Yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, you. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, so I've decided to put Haywire on in the background. Okay. Um. Real quick for, for rubber. Okay. What's the? Uh, come on. God the IMDb damn, rating I'm, is. Uh, I believe it's five point seven. Five point seven. What's your What's your um vote on that? I would say. I think I think six is too high. I, I do. I think, but I, I don't. I, think I don't five, think. I think less than five would wouldn't do it justice. I think a, it's a solid five. The solid I really five. Is it's a solid half of a film. Yeah, I think it's a solid okay. five. I think it's average. I think it's it's gr- really good in spots, but that's uh, not what? enough, huh? You cut it into two films. If you cut it into the straight killer's tire film and the snobby art house, uh, self-important audience, uh, let's comment on film film. I give it five stars for a full five stars for the killer tire, and just one star for the snobby art house guy. So I okay. take six six stars. You want to bring it up to six? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because because a lot of my hatred is is uh, because of my own personal vice. Uh, Issued, you know my own biases. All right, I'll six. give you the six. I'll, I'll give you the six. 
I think you it's know, fair. Li- I, I, like little 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 scenes that I really thought that I laughed were like, yeah. like scenes where the ch- the tire is in the in, in like a recliner watching NASCAR. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Like little things of, like that I just thought were genuinely funny. There's a lot of inspired uh, moments in the film, and if, again, for a five hundred thousand dollar film, very well done. My main problem is with the artist himself so to speak and okay. and the fact that he had this cop-out bullshit attitude would, could have been a decent cult film so I, six i don't want to i don't want to shit on it too much just because it didn't didn't uh achieve what i feel it should have achieved right you know so yeah six okay i agree with that all right and i wonder what the curve is on this yeah, not, not a straight curve you can tell true cult films because they have that solid curve where the majority of votes are one in ten, and everything else is like lower in the middle. Right. And this one's kind of all over the place. The highest, the the most popular rating it has is seven. Oh, all right. So it's not. It's I. That's that is what I use for the criteria for a true cult film, and this does not meet that standard. Because again, again, it's literally you love it or you hate it. It's ten or one. Right, right. Look at some of our. I, I guarantee if I go, if I start searching like uh, Frankenhooker and Street Trash, um, Meet the Feebles, I guarantee you they're all solid curve. Ten, one. Everybody else, like you know. Yeah. Is, no. Given enough time, given enough time to, to, to for it to acquire cult status, you you get that. Right. You know, give this, give this, this film you know ten years or so, and it might it might be like that. It might be reviewed in that way. Where that curve you know what? looks that way, and I'm not surprised it didn't achieve that status because it's too it's too self-involved. Yeah, and that's oh, it. Yeah, sure. But uh, so yeah, try again, Quentin. Good luck with uh, that other film you're working on. What was that again? <laughs> uh, what was wrong? Cops. Wrong cops. It looks like he's uh, working off of that quite a bit. He's done like three things with that. Yeah. Quentin Depew. Depew. Depew, nice red shoes in his picture, by the way. He's got a French film coming out in 2000. It's a good idea. Stick with the French films. Good luck with that. Yeah, he did a film called Wrong. Then he did Wrong Cops Chapter 1. Then Wrong Cops. And then Relite. Realite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got I? the little accents and everything. Relite. Wrong looks interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing it. I mean, maybe maybe if it's a straight film, unlike Rubber, uh, you know, maybe that's... Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to watch that for next episode. I'll see it if I can very, find that. It looks very artsy as well. Uh, again, the poster as as it just screams art house. Right, but if he sticks to that and actually makes a film instead of a a uh, pseudo film, then maybe that's where it is. I get again only complaint with rubber, not enough of the tire. <laughs> and that's got to be the dumbest fucking review any film ever gets. I guess so. <laughs> Sorry. All right, let's uh let's move on to Haywire then. Haywire. Yeah, I want to talk about this one. This is interesting. Yeah, I do give too. A, give us some background on that one, sir. Uh, all right. It's directed by Steven Soderbergh. Yes. And it who's has hit, uh MMA who's, He's hit and miss. He's hit and he miss. He is very hit and miss. Uh it, it has MMA uh star Gina Carano and she is CIA you know the best trained by the CIA and they double cross her. Mm-hmm. They, they double cross her and the film its entirety is pretty much her seeking revenge for anyone that did the double crossing. And so, it, 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 it so, stages its way hold through on. the film where you hold figure on. out little bits and pieces of what's going on. 
I wanted to cut you off and just say, so it's spy spy movie plot B. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty that's, much. I just wanted to jump now, in there. Soderbergh has this, uh, he's got this soft spot for lead actresses that have never worked in film. Mm-hmm. Gina Carano has never really been in anything. This is her debut, f- you know, film. Uh, she's not terrible, but she's not great either. Uh, Sasha Gray, porn star Sasha Gray, he had her in his low-budget indie film, um, The Girlfriend Experience, where she had zero acting, uh, uh, zero acting experience other than porn, and sh- he put her in that film. Well, you know what, and I, I really respect uh, uh, a an ingrained filmmaker who makes a film like this and doesn't pick a well-known actress because I'm remember, remember that time period where Ashley Judd was in every goddamn movie. Yep. Yep. Every every it was yep. like it was like two or three solid years of every three months was oh here's the Ashley Judd film where she's running in sweatpants. <laughs> and you, well, she you even did me... a TV movie or a TV series where she's going after her son, and it's the exact same thing. I have to find my son. And, yeah, and you, like, some of enough. these actresses, once they become uh, action actresses, uh, like Angelina Jolie, or um, uh, for a while, um, what's her name? Uh, Ashton Kutcher's uh, Debbie... Uh, Demi Moore. Demi Moore. For Demi a while, Moore. she was the action star at, with Jack yeah. Jane and all that. And the, they just they saturate it because they was like, oh, here's a, here's a woman, a tough woman that, that, the, that the public doesn't mind. The public doesn't mind a tough woman. Just get one that can actually act. That's the fucking question. The biggest problem and I had with her I, isn't, isn't anything uh, anything to do with her other than the fact that Soderbergh and, I guess, their tech heads decided to make her a little bit more, um, more tough by deepening her voice. Yeah. Now, in the opening shot of the film where she's in the diner and she's got her tea... And she's drinking her tea, and she looks all cute, and she even sticks her tongue in the corner of her mouth. And she does that too much in the film, where she bites her lip, or she sticks her tongue in a corner of her mouth, where it's supposed to convey so. like the you I know, disagree. This, this this cuteness and sexuality. I thought it was annoying, uh, and I and I, I disagree. And I, I noticed it at every turn. Believe me, I think she's cute as hell, but I I don't think she overdid it at all. And I I thought she spent a majority of the film walking through Stoneface, and those little glimpses of that was like a glimpse of the, you know, I, I mean, come on, if, uh, if, if you're going to criticize her for her smirks, can we criticize um, uh, Ewan McGregor for all of his smirks? Because well, he's yes, fucking course. smirking in every goddamn scene. So, I mean, I, I, I disagree. I, I think she spent a lot of the film straight-faced and uh, and masculine in tone and stature, and I think the times where she does let slip a little femininity uh, just reveal the fact that she's not uh, this like uh, Steven Seagal uh, let's walk through the scenery action star and actually is somebody with a personality well I think that's where you're wrong I think she was coached <laughs> <laughs> I think she was coached into saying say, why don't you give me a little you know bite your lip in the scene or sure you, yeah. you know I, I I'm not, think I'm not saying it was accidental I'm saying it's it part didn't of the feel, film it didn't feel genuine to me it just felt like it was forced because she's supposed to be this tough character, and they wanted to show this little bit of uh, you know femininity with her, and I, I just I, I didn't buy it. I I I thought it was a nice touch. I liked it. Oh, good for you. Don't get me also, wrong. I'm not gonna <laughs> you know kick her out of my bed for having crumbs in there, but you know I, it just. I, I, listen, where I was going with it was they 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 what 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 did I no, say? No, go ahead. Don't continue, sir. They deepened her voice 
which I think was completely unnecessary. Okay? In the opening scene where she's at the diner drinking her tea, she talks to uh, whatever his name is, uh, Channing Tatum or something, whatever his name yes. is. Channing, Channing Tatum, which is the, the most... Every time I say that name, I just like feel like I just said something... It's a it's a horrible name. It is Channing, a horrible name. Channing and Tatum. And when he was in the original G.I. Joe, I was like, this guy ain't gonna fucking do anything. He's just some douchebag from Alabama. And next thing you know, he's in like back-to-back-to-back $100 million movies. It's like, when the fuck did this happen? And now he's one of the, the hottest, most sought-after actors. To, it's like, let's put this guy in our movie. I don't care how you get him, just get him. How did uh, that I, happen? I don't know. I don't see the. He's a terrible uh, actor. You know. You know what? There's this like there's this type that they're looking for that they keep chicken. Like I can't tell him apart from the guy that played Captain America to the guy that, to um uh oh, Taylor uh, Kitsch for Sevens. Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I, I I keep mixing them up. They all look the same. They just pick these guys who are big and broad enough, and and are I guess they have the same kind of uh, attractive facial features. Uh, you know, however you're gonna. It's like they fit this mold and they take them. I can't tell the bastards apart. There's like no <laughs> things separating them from one another in my mind because they're really just the same guy playing. They, this, if they killed two of them, they could save so much money and just pay the one guy to do all the movies. That's the yeah, only yeah. reason they have three of these guys because they can't make them film simultaneously. Sure. I mean, well, anyway, a, yeah. No, I was just going where I was going with that. With them deepening her voice. It's just unnecessary. She talks in that scene in her regular voice. You can tell it's not dubbed. And there's nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. And then the the next scene, she's she's talking and it's clearly dubbed. Mm -hmm. And then there are scenes where, again, she's talking in her normal voice. And then, for the most part, I'd say 85% of this film has her voice dubbed. There's very I, few I times that, that sh- her voice is natural, but when it is, there's nothing wrong with her natural voice. So I, I, I don't totally understand agree. why I don't understand why they did it. I, I agree. She comes it, off it, sounding like China from the the WWE when her voice has been deepened that way. And it's that I guarantee and she's too pretty for her voice to sound that way. I, I'll give I'll, I have two words for you: test audiences. I I guarantee and, and you know what, you're, you're 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 going to be right with that. There's, there's no, yeah, you're definitely gonna be right with that. It's, it's how they got them to, to change Bane's voice for The Dark Knight Rises. Test audiences said they couldn't understand it. It was too, uh, even from the trailers. It wasn't said, Sean Connery said, enough. Oh, shut up with that. I mean, this. I'm so done with that. I'm so tired of defending <laughs> the fact that he doesn't sound like Sean Connery. I, I, I think you should, you should stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should stop bringing it up. <laughs> but it's so fun. <laughs> he doesn't sound like Sean Connery. Anyway. Anyway. You're my permission to die. <laughs> See, when you do it like that, it sounds like Sean Connery. That's not how he does it. It really does. <laughs> it um, really doesn't. Now, um, and what's surprising is uh, you're. I, I, it's probably test greeting some fucking yokel that they uh, a handful of yokels they dragged off the street. Because the biggest problem with these test screenings is they bring people in who didn't want to see the film. It's a cold screening. They just okay, we're gonna right. bring to see an action film. All right, they don't know anything about the film. They didn't choose it. It's like if you're sitting in your couch and you just turn on a random movie, if you're if it's not your kind of film and you're not in the mood to watch that film, you're going to criticize stupid shit on it just because you're not involved in the first place. And it's sad that 
they would uh, make a change that's so you know like oh it's made the voice deeper a little less feminine more masculine because I felt the film really broke a lot of uh, conventions like if you take this film and compare it to like one of the Born Identity films right one of the things that impressed me the most about this movie besides the fact they picked a woman with big breasts because you don't in like a film like this like an action movement film you, you usually go for right. a smaller build and the fact that she's you got a, uh, a decent rack because, on her. Well, she's she's got a full build, and she's actually not made her weight class for her MMA fights because of it. Uh huh. Because she because she does have that full curvy, you know, you know, very sexy type of body structure. Right. And Say, she's got you know pretty much D's there. Curvy. Yeah, she, she's she's got a rack. So I mean that yeah. kind of stuff comes. I mean usually they 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 they, they get the more you know uh, Juliet Roberts looking types for these kind of action roles. So that's a nice break from the from the, the mold. And what really impressed me was the fight sequences. Yes, uh, they I, they were. I, am I alone on this? No, they were choreographed by her. Uh, I mean, she she had a, a choreographer, but obviously because she's an MMA fighter, it was very easy for her to, uh, you know, help choreograph these scenes properly. I mean. I mean, speaking of Sean Connery, she takes more punches than a fucking body, you know, more body blows and face punches than sure. his than his last wife. I mean, it's just <laughs> amazing. And and you feel every when he when she fights. Um, uh, um, oh, the, uh, Michael oh, Fassbender. Thank you. Fassbender. When, he, when she fights Fassbender. Yeah. Every every punch, every slam when she hits him with that. And how about which, the sexiest leg lock you ever saw? Well, runs that, in the stockings and everything. If I'm gonna sex, go, I, I I'll, I'll go that way. <laughs> well, he went with a pillow over the face and. In a, well, he know, didn't alone. die that way, but she just suffocated him, so he passed out. He he might have had the woman's legs wrapped around his head, but he died taking a load to the face. That's all I'm gonna say. There you go. Uh, but he, I mean, but I you felt every punch, and when she hits him with that vase, like alone, yeah. and then I read later that she wasn't supposed to hit him with the vase. She was supposed to miss. <laughs> oh really? But she, yeah, it's, it's on the IMDb trivia. It says that she was really into the scene, and so instead of uh, she was supposed to throw it and miss him, but she got right. so hepped into it, she just like clocked him with it. Well, you could tell Which, she was into the scene when she kicked yeah. him through that glass door, and she was literally. If anyone out there has watched MMA, uh, you you could tell that she was in an MMA stance when she kicked him through that door because when she did the follow through and she put her leg back down, she was totally in an MMA stance to. Come on, get up! I'll fucking do it again. You know All what right, I mean? I'm, that's I'm, that's well. I'm gonna stop you and ask you what the fuck MMA is. Mixed martial arts, UFC. Okay, thank you, thank you. UFC. All right, all right. That's uh, that's. I'm all. surprised I, I even had to explain that. Well, I don't follow. But that that's shit. okay. I don't really follow it either. Uh, but I know what the fuck it is. <laughs> I'm 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 slowly removing myself from certain parts of society, and that's right. one of them. That's one of them. That's uh, it's I can better tell than boxing. A, That's all I'm gonna say. It's better than boxing. I could tell there was a football, uh, uh, like a, a local college football game last night in my neighborhood. Not because right. uh, I had any knowledge of sports in the area, but when I was on the street around 6 p.m., all the cars on the left side of the street were gone, and when I came back out at 8:30, 9 o'clock, there were drunk people on the sidewalk. So that. That's a clue, but I don't. I don't know what's going on with sports and fighting and stuff. I mixed martial arts. Maybe I should have known. But normally, in my in my realm, you say mixed martial arts. You don't say MMA, because I I just don't. That's why I didn't it's, know. I'm not. That's how it's it's commonly referred to as MMA. Uh, 
And that's the fact. It's common. That's why I don't know about it. Uh, <laughs> um, but I mean, not not just the fact that they were well choreographed and done, but you have to give credit to the filmmaker because uh, Soderbergh. He does again. You take that action sequence and compare it to any other action sequence, and like uh, take the last three, take Mission Impossible's, take the uh, Born Identities. It's very just straightforward. Okay, the cameras here were watching. There's cuts, there's movements, but it's not flashy. Uh, when stuff breaks, it breaks, and we move on. In the beginning of the film, the the music was mm-hmm. so overpowering. Do you remember the opening, like the first 10, 15 minutes of the film? Yeah. And and it's it really ham fisted. It's like this is the part. This is the you know this is the action theme. Bum 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 bum. And I was really worried. It's like oh this whole film's gonna have this like just ham fisted. Okay, here's the music that tells you this is the exciting part. And when it gets to the fight sequences, he just dials it down. Says all right here, that's it. We don't need that. You know what's going on. Here's the action. Have fun. And it really impressed. It really impressed me. There aren't that many action films or, that I'll watch these days. Where uh, I just recently saw Mission Expendables. Uh, Mission Expendables. It, yeah. <laughs> I recently saw Expendables Two. How which was we're that? Not re- well, it's it, it, the, the in the first ten minutes. There's so much b- bloody death and violence, body yeah. parts like you know everybody they shoot just explodes. It's awesome, but again, after a while, you just get to the point where okay, here's the fun action sequence, and here's another action you just numb star. To it. Yeah, you get a little numb to it. It was a, it was a good film. I'm not saying it's bad. It was the bad plot, bad plot. Really? Uh, well. It's it's worth it. For, it's worth it for Jean Claude Van Damme. Uh, not only the, it's it's worth it to watch him play a bad guy, and it's worth it to watch uh, Sylvester Stallone chain whip him at the end. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, there's some good action sequences, and if and if you can handle the 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 extent that they go to really have fun with the fact that Bruce Willis and Schwarzenegger are in it, right. and ch- and and the whole Chuck and how Norris much are thing, they in it? Is it is it a little better than cameo? A little better than cameo. Chuck Chuck Norris yeah. shows up two or three times just so we, they can make some Chuck Norris jokes. Uh, <laughs> there's actually uh, with Bruce Willis and Schwarzenegger, they squeeze. Uh, in the Expendables too, they squeeze all of the the movie reference jokes in like a five minute span. Oh no, kidding! They, they literally just wait for like the middle of an action sequence and just have them going, "But I'll be back," you know. And they're like, "Oh, you've been back enough." I'll do it, and then just just back and forth. Oh, where's Rambo now? Just nonstop for like five solid minutes, just nothing but jokes <laughs> about the fucking movies, and then they let it go. Well, it's good. <laughs> I, that that that's the way you should do it. And again, it's, it's they did it for fun, and that's great. Uh, right. All I'm saying is, like the, the the action sequences in Haywire were taken seriously. The fight sequences, right? And oh yeah, you just, absolutely. There, it, there was no illusion to it. You felt like you were watching a real fight. And that fastbender. And I also like the fact that um, since she is a woman, and since she is a smaller woman, even though she's you know strong and, and knows her stuff, every other move that these big guys do with her involves picking her up and just slamming her down. <laughs> and like. <laughs> When she's fighting uh, Tatum and Fassbender, literally every other move is okay. I'm gonna pick the room. Pick her up, throw her across the room. She comes back, pick her up, and throw her down. They just they throw around like a rag doll, and it makes perfect sense. And you can even see her, as you say, as a mixed martial arts expert, saying, "Yeah, you're gonna grab me and throw me because you can." It's really I I recommend the film just for that. I mean the 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 saddest part of the movie is um, the the uh, the suspense part. Yeah, where there's like twists, you you know what's happening, right? Sure. Sure. Oh yeah. From, there's from no. The there's really no. There's really no guessing. No. I mean, no. There, there, there's the the plot is is thin in that regard, 
Um, Very. You you see it coming every step of the way. Mm-hmm. And you know, they try they try and and make it uh, they they try and make it that what is what is going on? Why did they double cross her? You know why they double cross her? Pretty much from the get go. Mm-hmm. And then when they explain it at the end, it's like, well, duh. <laughs> and, and you and you and you you see the double cross coming. Like the minute they say, "Oh, I want her for the job," says, "Oh, there's a double cross coming." Yeah, <laughs> it's just. I now, mean, and they, um, they they say it in the trailer that she's double cross, and that's the whole point. But yeah, <laughs> you know, it just. They say, shouldn't every trailer like this now start with "She was the best she was at what she did." The government used her for everything. Then and you know, double crossed her. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Should they just you know, you know, yeah. The film. You know how this goes. Born Legacy. He, he, they, they made him what he was to use him to fight for good and justice, and then, you know. <laughs> uh, I will. I have to give the film a great uh, compliment, though. You know, one of my big, um, big, big problems with movies is um, that they start them in the middle of the film. Yes. They'll, they'll show a scene from the little film, and then then they have to go back and show you the beginning again. And it's this whole idea of we have to start with an action sequence. We have to start with something to show you with the film, and I hate that. The fact that, you know... Well, when this even film came out, when it came out, or the week or two before it came out, they released the first nine minutes of the movie, which is that opening scene in the diner. Right. I mean, which, which, just which, is, all, which is never good. When they show you that much of the film... It's never mm-hmm. good. It was a January release. They obviously didn't know where to put it, uh, and Soderbergh just said, "Fuck it, we'll put it in January." It I, did I think okay. The... It made its money back, but it well, could have no, it could have done better later on. Yeah, but it's not a huge blockbuster movie. It's just a, a nice, well-made little. Uh, um, you know, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, it would have been direct to video. Maybe instead, who knows? Probably. Um, now, but what I'm going to say is is the fact that it starts off with the opening, with a you know, scene from the middle of the film, and then instead of just saying, okay, now we're going to go back to beginning, he writes it into the screenplay. The whole, the whole beginning is she ta- uh, for, when you watch the film, I'm not really ruining the thing, she takes one of the people that, that uh, helps her in the beginning, and, and this little Tell scene this. That, that technically happens in the middle of the film, and then she's telling him what happened in the beginning of the film so we're watching a flashback as she's telling the story and that's the reason she does that is part of the plot of the movie mm-hmm. so so the flashback the, the taking up taking out of sequence at the uh taking a thing from the middle and showing it at the beginning out of sequence that shows the action sequence actually becomes a plot device kudos to soderbergh for fi- for at least giving me a reason to have to see the action scene from the middle of the film first right no i agree that's agreed that's that's good screenwriting right there. That's what happens when you actually think and not and just I, and, and I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that the reason why it was released in January was because it didn't test well because of things exactly like that. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. Mm-hmm. I just That and I they like they deepened her voice too much. I bet yeah, that I, I, you I mean you say test audiences might have asked for it, and I don't know. I just get this feeling that they did that on their own, test audience or not. I, I just, I don't know why. She did an interview, she did an interview on Opie and Anthony, and the whole interview, her, she has a, a, maybe her voice is just too, too, too pretty. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what it is. Maybe that's what they felt it was. I didn't think so, personally, 
but maybe they felt that's what it was, and that's why they they enhanced it. Um, but if, if she you, did that uh, interview, and it was great. I just thought she was very articulate, and her voice. I didn't think there was one thing wrong with it. If they plan that from the beginning, you don't do voiceover. You don't loop it. You right. get a voice trainer and train her to talk deeper. You don't have her well, going they, after the fact. And, that, and that's the thing. They asked her in this interview. They said, "Do you do you know they they deepened your voice?" She said, "Yes." And they asked her, "Did you approve of that?" And she said, "Well, listen. This is my first movie. This is my big break. I'm not really so yes. going to question it." She kind of beat it around the bush, but she basically said, "Yeah, I'm not going to question it. It's okay." And right. that's pretty much pretty much it. But, but again, if there's, you go into it knowing that. If you went into it knowing that, you don't fix it in post. You fix it in pre-op you know, or, or beforehand. You, you do voice training. They, sure. I, I guarantee it's test audience. Either that or an executive saw it and said, why is she talking like Minnie Mouse? Get, so get a fucking, get a, you know, give her a set of balls while you're at it. You know, something like some bullshit. You know, somebody doesn't fucking know film. You, you know, right. the producers. <laughs> but that's, I mean, I think it has a lot of star power in it because it was a well. well they're all Soderbergh favorites. Soderbergh's worked with all of them. Yeah, that's but why I they mean, were able. That's why he was able to get them. But also, I, I mean, but I, I don't think you do it just because it's Soderbergh too. I think a lot of them realized, you know, liked it, liked the screenplay, liked it that it was a subdued. Uh, it was like Born Legacy Maybe. toned down a couple notches and done straight. Yeah, you know that was. I, I, but I, but I, I do think it. if Soderbergh calls you, you you say, "Well, let me see if I can if I can do it." Sure, I can do it. You say Lucas is on the other line. I'll uh, please hold. That's what I would do. It would be a <laughs> stupid move, but that's Soderberg, what I would do. Soderbergh's <laughs> respected and well known, but he's not the elite. Okay, let's let's not let's oh, not. Come on, you know he, he's worked with with a lot of big names. And <laughs> yeah, but I, he's not one of the big power players. I don't think. No, he's not. But I think, but I think if he calls someone and they actually and they have the time, they'll do it for him. If he calls Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt's doing his movie. You're you're gonna fight me on this. Yes, I am. I'm just saying they 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 did the film because they thought it was good. You can't let me go with that. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. Don't know about that. (sighs) This is not. This is not a January film. No, I don't, I don't agree with that. I well, yes, I agree that it's not a January film. Yes, it, it should not have been I, I released think it, in January. I think it, it was it was misplaced. I don't think they knew where to put it. I think they might it's, have tried to put it somewhere else. It couldn't, and they just said fuck it. It was a film they didn't understand because it didn't look like the twenty other ones that came before it. They didn't know what to do with it. They threw it in January because they assumed if we don't understand, it, no one does. Right. It's too way too typical, and I. That's it. I, I I enjoyed it. I liked it. I'd watch it again just for the uh, just fight scenes. fight scenes. Yeah. yeah. And, and I like I like uh, Antonio Banderas with the beard. <laughs> I really do. I'm in I I'm indifferent about that. I don't care about it. Well, yeah, I really like I really like his. I mean, it looks like he he like was growing that beard for a while when Soderbergh called him. It's like yeah, I'm not doing anything. I've been growing <laughs> this beard for well, a year. Could be a fake beard too. They do that. It uh, looked pretty like, fucking good. Usually, you can they, tell a fake beard. They, they do them pretty good now too. And they 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 give awards out for that stuff. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not they his. Do, I'm just saying that it doesn't. No, no, yeah. they they do do that. But I've seen some high budget films with some pretty bad looking fucking beards. Just sure take have. Forrest Gump for instance. Huge budget, horrible fake beard. I I don't think they cared about that. They, they were too busy worrying about getting JFK in the background. <laughs> You're probably right. 
I mean, but I, honestly, and just looking at Soderbergh's stuff real quickly, I mean, uh-huh. uh, I, I I didn't watch his stuff early on. You know, sex lies and videotapes. I didn't never cared about that. You know, never got into it. Uh, you know what? The first the first film of his I liked, and it it actually is a good comparison to this. It's almost like he went back into the same type of film. Did you ever see The Limey? No. No, I, I know, I know, of, I know of it, but I've never seen it. I thought you were actually going to say Out of Sight. No, that's the one, that, that came out before uh, the Limey, and uh, Out of Sight was, uh, yeah. And uh, I didn't, I never seen Out of Sight to be honest. Me neither. I, I, I know of that. it, no. but I, I've never seen it. The Limey, see the Limey. It's it's really it's the same thing. It's understated. It's slow. It's kind of a tad artsy, but um, uh, it's just when it's brutal, it's fucking brutal, and it's it's really? not. Wacky, crazy, brutal. It's just straight brutal. And I, I think that's why he does the Oceans movie so well. It's because he knows how to do understated but still have an impact. Well, that second Oceans film was pretty bad. That was all screenplay. That was the screenplay sucked. That's why that yeah, was bad. That, that was... Shitty the, fucking The third screenplay. one was very good. I, I liked the third one a lot. And yeah. I, was, I didn't even want to see it after the second one. But I liked the yeah. third one a lot. And yeah, I, I just... I, I like his stuff more than I don't. I still I still haven't seen the good German, but you know, fucking Michael Clayton, you know, say the no good more. German? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Yeah. Uh I I to he this day produced I, Michael I, I, but... I still like traffic. I I, I like that one. I, I disagree with you. The, I like traffic. I did I thought not like Vic. For what it was worth, that was I thought that was very good. Too simplistic. But, and sometimes that's 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 what you need. No, you know what? You know what? No, it's not what you need. You know what? You know what? Sure it remember, is. No, 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 no. Here, here, here's the deal. Um, uh, okay. Remember? Hold on. Remember when I finally got around to watching um, Crash? Yes. Not not the uh, the scar fucking one, but the uh, the racial inequality <laughs> one. <laughs> you mean not the Cronenberg film? Right. That's the same thing. Um, okay. It, it is. That was that was a film that handled like complicated issues. And uh, tried to resolve them, but didn't give you a lot of clear-cut answers. Traffic, I felt traffic showed like the intricacies of the the problem, and then at the end just said, "Oh, but here's the answer." <laughs> and that that I, mean, I, I wasn't I wasn't hating the film into it, but that ending fucks the whole. And he's like, "Oh no no no, we're gonna fix everything and be okay." What the fuck? No, that's the whole point. The whole point of the film is not that. Don't give me hope at the end. Don't give me uh, fucking hope. Come on. I, no, I, I, I think you're reading into it too much. No, no, the really the film is the most of the film is just depressing as fuck. It's got no, a lot of uh, you know issues with its characters. They're all fucked up. Uh, the, the, the the Douglas's no. daughter is getting gangbanged or uh, you know what? by some fucking drug dealer. I it just ass to ass. Uh, it wasn't as good as that scene, but <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I mean, you want? I thought for for what it was worth, for the most part, it was a good out. film. Cop just like the end of Rubber, it copped out. You don't make a film about the about the hopelessness. Movies, but... No, but my point: you don't make a film about the 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 uh, the intricate, uh, overwhelming hopelessness of the idea of a drug war. And then at the end, just give me, like, bald-faced hope. So, oh, no, everything's going to work out fine. Fuck you. <laughs> that's just like a, that's just such a fucking cheat. They, they don't do that in Crash. Crash doesn't, like, come out and say, oh, everything's fine. It says, no, things are fucked up, but, you know, look around. Maybe right. maybe we can make it out. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe Crash is just as hopeless, hopeful at the end, but 
Fuck him. No. Yeah. I... <laughs> no. <laughs> uh. But that that's where it loses it for me. That's why I never really cared for traffic. You know, that's that's why when he switched over to, uh, I mean, between Ocean's Eleven and Aaron Aaron Brockovich, I thought traffic was just like I don't know. That's that's as that's as, uh, that's as uh, verbose I can get on that one. I don't know. So what are we rating uh, Haywire? <sighs> wow. Um, I mean, I think six is too low. Almost seven. Yeah. No, I don't want to say seven is too Hold high. Hold on. First, tell the audience where it's at. We're at five point nine on IMDb. It's five point nine. Currently, uh, with thirty-eight thousand votes, uh, I agree with you. I think five is way too low. Six is way I, too low. Let, let's let's, say, let's put it this way: if we were going to call this a perfect film, a ten, because it, it's a good movie. So let's start at ten and, and take off points. We'll take off one star for the voice deepening. Okay. Okay. All right. And uh, I want to take one star off for the ham-fisted uh, music during like the first, uh, like during the opening half. Okay. Because it was really distracting. It was really basic, like canned, uh, made-for-TV drama action sequence. Uh, so I didn't like that. It so, was. so that knocks us down to an eight. Uh, okay. Do you feel comfortable with an eight, or do you want to remove a star for any other reason? I think eight's I too think- high. I think once okay. you get into, I think once you get into eight, you're getting into. I agree. I don't want to say Oscar territory because that's that's not the right term I'm looking for, but I think you know where I'm going. Uh, I think eight is is way too high. If I could do a half point, if I could do a seven point five, I would. This way, would, would you rate? Um, would you rate when I think eight or not higher? Not a point I off like... for that stupid hair hairstyle she had at the end scene. <laughs> uh, I, I disagree. I like. It. I um, hated it. Um, when, I, when you say eight, I think Goodwill Hunting. I think uh, you know stuff like that. Let me put it this way: Would you give Forrest Gump an eight? No. Thank you. Seven. It is. All right. I just wanted to make sure we're on the same page there. There's yeah. no fucking way would I give Forrest Gump an eight or higher. I I I, I think I'd have a hard time giving it a seven. I, I I'd give Forrest it a seven Gump. just for. The, I, I'd go high as seven for the technology. Uh, but no higher. Which is completely fucking dated. That's yeah, why. At, that's at why time. I would take a point off. I, I give it. That's a seven why I would take a fucking point off. You look at two thousand one, a space odyssey, and they didn't go so crazy with the the special effects in there that it. It's like when you look at it now, it's like wow, that looks like total dog shit. Forrest Gump. They go through great lengths to use this technology, this morphing technology, where they can add you know mouth movement and all that shit. And it looks so fucking dated and bad. Just, I mean, and we're only talking 18 years later. It's it's not that long a period later. Hell, even Terminator right, 2 hey. looks better than Forrest Gump. And we're that was Forrest that was four years earlier. We're rating, Three we're years rating earlier. Forrest Gump. We're rating Forrest Gump right now. I, I just I'm over to it. But right now, Forrest Gump is 8.7. Fuck that. All right, starting from 10. Right off the bat, we have to knock a point off for the C- for the o- going overboard with the CGI. Absolutely. Right? Knock off another point for going in th- for the ludicrous epic mode of the whole thing. Okay. All right. Sure. Uh, do you have any other nominations for points off? You can take a point off for that shitty beard. <laughs> I don't know if a whole point should come off for the shitty beard. No, um, it wasn't the film. I, I you take like a point nom- off. Take a point off for it. N- truly, truly. Not 
being the best picture that year over Pulp Fiction. I agree totally. And I'm going to take a point off for claiming that it didn't make any fucking money, so they didn't have to pay. <laughs> the, so they didn't have to pay the guy that wrote the book any royalties. Yeah, because it didn't make three hundred million in the U.S. alone. Oh, you know, but after that, we didn't really. You know, it, it's it, we broke even on that, really. So, so sure. you just yeah. Even Tom Hanks came out and was like, yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at was, six on at there. That point, at that, at that point, he was big enough to say, you know, to come out and say that and not worry about his his career. Uh, right. Yeah, knock it down. We'll knock it down to six. We're going to give Forrest Gump a six. Good. I'm comfortable that, with that. Eat that, Hollywood. There you go. Movie sarcastic on the. It's in the top. It's number twenty on IMDb. Fuck that. That is. And it's uh, what's its rating curve? Yeah, fuck it. It's it's the it's a solid curve towards number ten, like uh. Only one point one percent of its votes got gave it a one. Really? Our for our six, three point one percent of viewers gave it a six. It's not yeah. enough. That it's not enough. It's it's not. And and so where's that's, pulp? Where's Pulp Fiction in there? I know it's over eight, but I know it, it's. I guarantee it's not higher than uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump's number twenty. Pulp Fiction's number four. It is higher. It is nine point up. Yes. I'm glad everyone has come to their fucking senses and realized that it is the better film. Obviously. I think the Academy, looking back, they, they definitely look they look at these films that they've, they've given the best uh, picture nomination. And I think they definitely do look back and say, fuck, we really dropped the ball on that one. What were we thinking when we gave Forrest Gump Best Picture over Pulp Fiction? You look back at both of those films and you look at the one that's going to live on and the one... Mm-hmm. That's that it's albeit it's an above average film, but because of all the points we made, absolutely doesn't deserve to be best picture for no. the year 1994. Right. Yeah, you know, it just. Yeah. And, and there's a bunch of films that are like that, like like Fargo should have won over the English patient. Oh, yeah, th- things, you know, things you like know that. Why? And you know why they didn't? You know why Pulp Fiction didn't and why Fargo didn't? Because they're violent. Too violent. Obviously, it had Too violent. to be. Also, with Pulp Fiction, take to, take into account uh, first of all that there was a strong push against uh, uh, adult films like that. That was the year Bob Dole came out and said that Pulp Fiction glorified heroin use. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> right. because when I saw Pulp Fiction, I wanted to run out there and just sh- fucking snort heroin uh, immediately. And uh, <laughs> also, Quentin Tarantino. Don't forget. I mean, he was kind of an upstart. I mean, now he's kind of you know. He's not. He's not. It's, oh, it's Quentin Tarantino doing his thing again. But don't forget, he he really muscled his way into mainstream Hollywood, right. uh, rec- reckoning back to the exploitation era, which is the era that Hollywood doesn't want to remember anymore because that's the, the bald faced. Yeah, here, here we are showing you sex and violence, and then so in a year that sex and violence in films is being criticized, the guy who's making his career on bringing back the sex and violence films comes out with a film that's overly violent makes reference to 50s violence it's like there's no way they could have done it yeah it was just over all in all he was saying we're glorifying violence here it is and they had to go no no we're gonna we're gonna go with the retard (laughs) and they do that all the time yeah look at avatar they went with the retard there too yes they did i'm talking about cameron obviously but you don't go full Um, retard that that's that's you never go full retard I love that scene. That scene is so good. Sean, <laughs> Sean Penn. Well, what was that film that Sean Penn did? Uh, it was full um, retard. Uh, uh, something in me. Sam and me. 
Sam and me. That's it. Yeah. Sam and me. He goes Sean Penn and Sam and me. Sam and me went full retard. Didn't win an Oscar. <laughs> Tom I Hanks. Try- Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump, didn't go full retard. Won an Oscar. <laughs> I try watching that film because I did like that film, but when I try watching it, I always end up just fast-forwarding to all his scenes. That's oh, right. Really? It's, like, if, if he's not in that part, I, I just like fast-forward because I, he's just he makes that movie. If he hadn't been in that film, I would not have enjoyed it half as much. Okay. Yeah, that's it. I but, agree uh, with that, absolutely. I especially love the audio commentary on the, on the DVD and Blu-ray where he... Well, the scene in the movie where he says, I don't change character till I'm done with the audio commentary. And that's exactly what he did. At the end of the film, when they're done with the audio commentary, Robert Downey Jr. became Robert Downey Jr. When they were when they were done, when they were when the credits started to roll. I, I got to start listening to audio commentaries again because I'm, I'm there's still some great ones. My favorite audio commentaries are that one. Um, Reno 911. Evil Dead 2. Mallrats, Reno 911 is fucking hilarious because they do it all in character. Uh, you really have to go back and listen to that. It's, it's funnier than the movie. <laughs> really? really? <laughs> the, the, I, I, and I love the Reno 911 movie. I was never a fan. I never watched the show until I saw the movie. Then I went back and watched the show. And I still say it's a genius show because they really knew how to run with the joke without actually killing it to an extent. Right. Uh, but I like the film. The audio commentary is I actually laugh more with the audio commentary. It's just that much funnier because it's just, uh, but uh, I mean, those are great audio commentaries and I, I really got to find some more because when you get a good one, um, it's really interesting to listen to. Uh, the, you know what the audio, com- the, uh, blah, 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 the audio commentary for, uh, did I listen to that one? I don't think I did for Superman 2, the Donner cut. Uh, I didn't. Now, did uh, Donner do that audio, audio commentary? I, you know, I don't even—I don't even know if there is an audio commentary. I just remember I watched it. Though I watched it twice. No, it, there is because I watched it twice. I watched it once for the audio commentary. Funny. It's not—I don't think it's him. It's, I think it's him. No, it is him and somebody else talking about everything they went through with the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's a good one too. <sighs> but if, if anybody's listening, if you know a good audio commentary, please like post it on our Facebook page so I can watch it because I, I need some good audio commentaries. It's the only it's the only special feature I look at on DVDs anymore. I don't even right. you know I'm so you know I'm done with deleted scenes. I'm done with them because they're always shitty. There's, that's why they deleted them. Yeah, they're usually bad. And when they do a director's cut and they're still like deleted scenes, it's like okay, so even the director didn't like them. So why the fuck right. are they on the DVD? I don't care. Get Carter. <laughs> Get Carter with Stallone. Right. Deleted scenes. Literally, he's sitting on a bed. He gets up off the bed and walks across the room. Close. Unless it's an <laughs> alternate, and unless it's an alternate ending like uh, Man on Fire, uh, like Man on Fire or or Wrong Turn, uh, not Wrong Turn, um, uh, Joyride. Oh, the right. last the last half hour of the fucking movie. <laughs> I mean, that's an alternate <laughs> ending. That's the stuff I want to see. I want to see stuff that actually changes the entire film. Don't just sure. give me uh, another perfect example. Final Destination. I think they had four different endings for that, oh, and they were and all they different. Sucked. And they all sucked, except for the the one they used. <laughs> the one that they used. <laughs> yeah, they were all mind blowingly awful. I was like, "Holy! Yeah. Sh- I can't even imagine them using any of those." Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. Th- those. Whew. Yeah. All right. Just, so we're yeah. done with Haywire. Yes. We we reviewed Rubber. Right. You want to end the show? Let's end the show. All right. Let's end the show. I'll, I know we're going to make a lot of people sad who who live to listen to our top 10 list, but we'll bypass well, that and just show early. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 
you know what? The, it, it, like, you, it, all right, it, just just to put it into perspective, this time of year is so yeah. bad for films because it's people are going back to school. You know, uh, there's really nothing new. You don't start getting it, the top ten won't become interesting again f- until we hit October. It really won't. There's there's nothing new, nothing even worth talking about. All right, I, I want to point out a couple quick things. First of all, this Hitchcock film that um, that Anthony oh, yeah, Hopkins saw, is starring in. I, I yeah. saw they posted a trailer. Why? 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 I, why? I, just fucking stop. Just fucking stop. Just stop. Well, that's all I'm gonna say. I, saw the trailer wants, for seven seconds. He wants another seconds. shot at an Oscar. That's all. I, I just I saw the movie. I saw the trailer at um, Expendables two for Seven Psychopaths. Oh, no, you, I don't know what that is. What is that, dude? It's Sam Rockwell. It's fucking uh, uh, um, Christopher Walken's in it. It looks fucking hilarious. Oh really? Uh, it's just all I'm gonna say is if you if you're out there and have not seen the trailer for Seven Psychopaths, I think I posted it on the Facebook page. Go back and look really? at it. Huh. Yeah, it, okay. it's it's fucking hilarious. It looks like it's being an awesome film. Red Dawn's coming out in November. I'm telling you, it's gonna do better than you think, and I, I don't, don't want to so. see it. Oh, what a well, it's it's so bad of it's even now it's a stupid concept. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I and I forget what other trailers they showed. There was some good stuff. There's actually some decent stuff coming out. I'm actually surprised. There's some decent, and I found a movie theater I can go to that I don't hate. Oh really? It's out in center. All right. Sorry. That, that was an accident. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to happen. I just want to plug them real quickly. If you're in the Pennsylvania area, it's in Center Valley, uh, okay. Center Valley, Pennsylvania. It's called Rave Cinema. They have a chain. I've been to this one. Go to Rave, uh, do a Rave Cinema search on Google. It is a nice theater. It's uh, the stadium seating's great. The chairs are uh, the, the chairs. I, I don't know, not 100 comfortable, but the big thing is the armrest flip up. So if you're oh, a big okay. guy like if you're a big guy like me, you don't have to sit through the entire film with the fucking armrest digging into your spleen. You can check it off and like you know rub your hips against the stranger next to you. And it's it's really there. It's it's the first time in a long time that I've actually gone to a movie theater. So let's go to the movie theater. I actually yeah. don't want to go to the drive-in anymore because people are even coming. People are becoming bigger assholes than <laughs> the drive-in. Because Zin height. Uh, you're listening to the movie Sucktastic. We're gonna sign off before Joey dies here. Uh, <laughs> You can um, go to moviesucktastic.com for all your movie sucktastic needs. You can go oh. to uh, Facebook and catch our movie sucktastic there. You can ch- uh, check out our podcast on iTunes, or you can go to uh, the website and check it. You can go to MeVideo. You can go to livestream.com to see our live video podcast. That's uh, right, you everybody. To, you can go to Amazon.com <laughs> and look up uh, S. Michael Wilson's books and buy them. Uh, we do have links on the, on the movie sucktastic site, too. Uh, you can go to IMDb and look for S. Michael Wilson because I'm on there now and I'm so excited about Yay. that. And you can which leave is us s- email. Where do we, uh, where can they leave too. us email, Scott? Scott at movies. Uh, no, that's uh, no. <laughs> the movie guys at moviesucktastic.com. Where can they leave us voicemail? On the phone. <laughs> at 908-514-4470. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, did you mention iTunes? I did. iTunes. Movie Sucktastic. Okay. Also, and also be sure to tune into our sister podcast, Strangers in a Strange Land, where we talk about everything else but movies. That's but right. occasionally movies. Uh, once in a while, it just happens to just pop in there. Right. And, j- yep. and just remember, folks, never go full retard. Never. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye.